I've just realized I haven't got any lights. Like, my lights are all behind me. I oh, was no, an idiot. that is quite creepy. Yeah, I, I only turned on... I, right. I've cleaned up all around the floor where I sit to do this, because obviously my PC's broken, so... Uh, I'm sat on the floor like a hero, and I was looking around on, around the floor, because we, we've cleaned up, you wouldn't notice. I've, you know, I've cleaned up the room. And I was like, why the hell is this light on a monopod? I never use it. What a stupid thing to have in the <laughs> middle of the floor. Took it apart, put it away, put it on, you know, tucked it, did all the thing. And I was like, oh, shit. That's rare nerds. Oh, no. That's a rare nerds light. No. And I was like, hang on. Where's my camera? Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know what it looks like to me? It looks like you know when like they um they've like got some sort of like like mole who's like sort of wanting to remain anonymous. Yeah, I've so just been blind. I need to get a voice changer. You, I was gonna say you need to get a voice changer, but sort of like make sure voice sound a bit well, like that. They'll say not his real voice. <laughs> yeah, it's a voice by an actor. Yeah. But then, but the actor has to be really inappropriate for the person. So like this big hulky bloke, and then the actor goes, "Hello, well, this is no, the news I want I've heard a, out in the government." I want a little Asian lady for me. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, now, will she be speaking English or will she be speaking... I don't know. Like, whatever Chinese. she feels like. And uh, the more racist, the better. <laughs> I think you want some... Like, what you need is a whole K-pop team band. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Just singing in their little, like, high-pitched, annoying voices. That'd be beautiful. That'd be beautiful. Can we have a guy and a girl band as well? Like, have them all of together, course. you know, of just course. doing their thing. Yeah, evening, Annie. Hi, Annie. That'd be that'd be <laughs> so amazing. Well, it's like I already decided that if if I was going to have if I was ever going to do a film that would save the world, I have decided that I wanted at one point Usain Bolt to play me. So yes, we had discussed this. It's got to be. It's got to be done. It's, we're going to have Usain Bolt. We're going to have Carl Pukinson in it, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Oh no! So you're thinking of Space Barbarian? No, no, no. You're right. I've got the two mixed up. Which but is I actually funny. You... you mentioned Space Barbarian because uh, so a few people asked me for links to the to the vlogs. And as you know, they all disappeared last year. Um, and I was like, I'm going to pick like three or four that I kind of like. So uh, like, I ended up picking two and then just put up the uh, the Danish man first visit. So when Zaber came down in uh, 2019, I, I, I got the links for those. And I found um, my 30th birthday, which is where we're all like fucking around on the kids' playhouse and having the barbecue. Yeah. And oh, happy birthday for last week, by the way. Thank you very much. And the, um, you know, the the space barbarian episode where we're all completely like mashed off of our faces because we haven't slept in days. And yeah. it's like six o'clock, the sun's rising and we're giggling away, shouting about how we're going to convince Arnold Schwarzenegger that he's terrified of dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that Brian yeah. Blessed's going to shout at him all the time. And Carl Pilkington's going to be the wizard and... So I put oh I, I, I linked that vlog. <laughs> um, <laughs> I linked that vlog on uh, on Facebook. The thirtieth birthday and the season one of Zabe Moore coming to the UK. Only to then be told by YouTube, yeah, any video uploaded before like before like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty, anything unlisted, we're just gonna private. It's like. Uh, I've already just made those fucking unlisted again. Yeah, I sent there. Yeah, it said you can opt out of that. Ah. <sighs> I saw that they um people have seen a bit of up in arms about it because they're saying well they're making everything unlisted to up to private. Mm. Um, it's, 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 okay. I sort of get it because like some people like store stuff as unlisted. I sort of get that, mm-hmm. but it's, 
it's not them. It's not like they're saying we're just going to delete them. So it's just that you're relying on the content creators to go back and change them. Well, it's, it's not yeah, even no. so much that. It's because they aren't they. They're changing part of the um, part of their algorithm for how they generate links to stop people from being able to scrape or something like that. So um, what they're saying is if you want those old videos to remain unlisted, download them and re-upload them or make them public. I thought you could just opt out. I'm sure it says you could just opt out on the YouTube. No, it's, it, it, it said to me that all like all these videos were going to be privatized and that if I wanted them unlisted again, I'd have to download and re-upload them so that, cause because the links were so old. Right. I can't get the message up at the moment. I, no, I, would, dismissed it. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, I'm probably completely oh, wrong, but um, at, the, sure at the end of the day, it's only, a, it's only a handful of... I don't want anyone to watch that shit anyway. And if necessary, I'll just download them again and put them on Facebook or yeah. Pornhub or wherever they're supposed to go. <laughs> so, you Fair know, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Birth of only Space fans. Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Industrial only sure. fans, of course. Of course, yes. Um, get anybody on the stuff of crime? Skazius. Welcome to episode... Episode? Episode, episode, <laughs> episode 169. Episode 169. <laughs> the time sponsored Not by Accurist will be. <laughs> Not 168. This is episode 169. I got it right this time. Are you sure it's not a point five? Now, we haven't had a point five in ages. I was going to say, I can't, really had, I can't remember what the last point five was. Was that just because uh, we goofed or because we did was, extra um, content? No, that was the um, one where you had to um, pop off early. Oh, there you, you go. You had to have to leave, didn't you, because of um, that incident. Ah, uh, yes. That incident. Yes. <sighs> God damn it. We'll leave that to the listener's imagination. <laughs> So, how are you? So, what have you been up to, Skaz? I've got the plague, mate. I'm dying. We're now, coming out of, we're now coming out of lockdown. Coronavirus is no longer a thing, apparently. So we're all going out and licking people and hugging each other and, and all that. Although I wouldn't have... I didn't... Looking around my area, you wouldn't have realised that lockdown was still in effect until next week, week after, whenever. Because everyone is literally... Sucking each other off down the pub as we speak. Marvellous. So, yeah. But I've got the plague, and it's not Rona, but I don't want to be an insensitive twat and go, eh, we're at the tail end of a lockdown, so I'm just going to go out anyway and just start, you know, coughing over people and spitting on people. So, you know, as fun as that would be, I'm not going to do it. No. How are you, Ren? How was your, how was your camping holiday? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, it rained. Pretty much yes. constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I spent most of the week sat inside the tent. Uh-huh. Um, so, but of course, my only full source of food was a barbecue, which meant I had to have a barbecue going outside the tent. Barbecue <laughs> inside the tent for obvious reasons. Had a cover, but didn't mean that every so often I had to dash out in the rain to uncover it and hope and hope that they weren't getting too cool. So you were going a bit green hell on us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh god, oh you must be. Was it? Was he saying it breaks? Oh god, you're joking. <laughs> Something like that, doesn't he? You can't oh, no, start you're there. kidding me. Just speaking of yeah. Green Hell, I was halfway tempted to play that again the other day. Oh, marvellous. So I just wanted to wail on people with my axe. There you go. Because reasons. But uh, anything else other than, uh, you know, having a swim and, and living the, the tribal life? 
Uh, let's settle in the tribal life. Yes, so, um, well, it's quite good. The police didn't come and see me till last night, which is a new record. Normally, they see me quite early. What are you doing? Gonna, uh, are you a terrorist? No, officer, I'm not a terrorist. Okay, then. I, just, as it, as it, I heard them coming through the woods. And as I walked by the corner, I saw them there. And I said, oh, yeah, I said, you're late this year. He <laughs> <laughs> you know said, yeah, so normally you're here by Wednesday to come see me, make sure I'm not going to like kill anybody. They're like, hang goes, on a minute. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, that's what you've been in the last few times you've come up. And he goes, oh no, if he's had reports of like, your vehicle being up here. I said, yeah, I know, I'm camping up here. <laughs> this uh, is where like, I live, mate. Yeah, yeah, this is where I live. And it's like, yeah, it's all right, okay, then we'll... To be, he said, he said, to be fair, we've just got, we we recognised your vehicle, we just came up here just to show the people who reported you that we are doing something. Oh, so no, no, it's, there you fun. go, that, that great confidence booster right there. We're just here because we've got to make it look like we're doing something. Do they Ooh. know who I am? I'm there every week. <laughs> you know, if if I'm a that's usually a I mean, bad if, thing, mate. That's usually a bad thing. You're like a rosser or a security guard, or you're a crim. Yeah, mate. They know me. They know me. I'm known to the local police. In it, um, in it, mate. <laughs> in it, mate. Yeah, they know who I am. They know my vehicle. If I'm a terrorist, I'm definitely doing it for the long game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a deep cover operation I'm performing as we speak. Uh, mate, I mean, uh, but he was a good bloke. I spoke to him all the time. <laughs> and then he it. blew up whatever. Local, poli- local police force dealt with suspects uh, you know, several times, never moved him on. <laughs> you can just see the, play at the headline now, can't you? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, so I have basically been stuck in a tent, so no gaming for me. Mate, um, well, just, it's lucky for you, lucky for you, I've been playing a game we've probably spoken about a million times before. It's not Neptunia, it's not East, East is say. coming next week. Marvellous. Um, but it, it's... Um, not, it's not Monster Hunter, is it? No, nah, mate, no. <laughs> That might be Neptune, coming soon too when East, when the when Monster the Hunter PC version comes. What else is there? Uh, they're, uh, they're your main ones you talk about a lot. Ah, near autonomous. Oh yeah, such a <laughs> such a great game. Uh, to be fair, we spent several episodes on near Automata. <laughs> I was going to start that again because I I've I got I got given a copy of the new one on um, Xbox. Was it Xbox? Or play? It was on one of them, and I was like, oh, yay. Near. <laughs> Thank you. It's what I've always wanted. It is my dream come true to play this game. Through to completion. So, I have been so excited. It's a day one purchase for me. Thank you. I have been so starved of entertainment. And entertainment, yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, Scar- I, yeah, Scars.exe has encountered a face of error. Look, Scars.exe appears to be running slow. Do you wish to terminate this script? <laughs> the script Wait. is called pandering. <laughs> like, so, I've, I mean, I've got it. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I'm actually looking forward to it because um, it's obviously a remake of the of the classic. A near game that came out in Wapan a million years ago that most people haven't played, but they've changed it all to make it play like Near Autonomer because Near Autonomer fans haven't played Classic Near because they're they're fan tards and they only found out about the series when 
when the when the other the new the last new old one came out with the lady in the dress that does the flips and the guy in the school uniform that talks shit all the time. That one. Um that's that's the only one they played, so they they don't know. But it's not that. And, and by the way, I now own Cyberpunk on PC. Uh Stadia. Xbox. PlayStation Four. And I haven't played it since 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 we spoke about it. So no, I feel if I feel if put the last patch out now. I was gonna fire up again and I put the last patch out. Did you actually finish it? I just I got quite far and then I thought actually there I looked at sort of time I they're gonna patch it. I thought actually I'm gonna ease off and let them patch all up. <laughs> You're gonna let them patch it. <laughs> I was yeah, having, right, yeah. I wasn't having I wasn't having any massive issues with it before. I should wait for the patch it all up and go back to it. But yeah, I got well, I don't actually how far, I, I I don't know how far I actually got into it to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got I got sort of into sort of the main what I call the main part at least, and I was I, I was trying to decide to sort of take a break away from the fish patching at first and then go back to it. Sure. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to your review, Mark T. And I I might have a go at the console versions because rip PC. Bless the PC. So soon, soon we'll be able to get another graphics card for you without me having to sell my kidneys. <laughs> One day. You, has your laptop arrived yet? Actually, funny you say that. Yes, yes, it has. Oh, marvelous! I'm excited. I, I'm not on it right now because I couldn't be bothered. Well, actually, I'll tell you why I'm not on it right now. It doesn't have an Ethernet port on it. What? Yeah, I, well, because it's only a 14 incher. It's only a little one. Little, right? Not, but, it's not. It's not how small it is. It doesn't matter about size. Size guys, it's what you can do of it. And that's important. exactly what I said. Where because I looked at, it, I was like, "Hang on a minute, there's no Ethernet port on here." I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, it's, the, it's the 15 inch that's got the Ethernet port on." Silly me. Not a big deal though, because there's a dongle for that. But I don't have one of those dongles, so no Ethernet. And I just said, "Yeah, but I'm not using that for the podcast because it's got no Ethernet on it." What's the one cable I forgot to plug into this laptop? Ethernet. Yeah, nailed it. I forgot. So um, <clears throat> I done goofed, but it's it's actually quite pretty. It's it's pretty and um, and it does things. And whilst it's not as fast as my PC, it's a damn sight faster than the laptop I'm on. Laptop, laptop, this rectangle I'm on now. And yeah, so it's it's gravy. It's gravy. It's, it's not oh, super hardcore together. for gaming, but at least I might be able to play Valheim at more than two frames a second. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to it to be honest. And the killer feature for me ain't the graphics card, ain't the proc, ain't the RAM, ain't the screen. It's the fact you can charge it over USB C up to hundred watts. So if I'm ever out in the boonies and I'm doing whatever. And I, I need because obviously you can edit on battery power and all that kind of stuff. You can still do all your rendering and all that. You're just running at kind of reduced power hmm. when you're on, or like a re- reduced um, output. Like you can't run your graphics card full bore or your processor at full bore because the battery can't provide enough power to do that. So it scales everything back. Um, but the, the the trick is that like let's say I drain the battery whilst I'm working or whatever, I can just literally plug in like a, a phone battery bank. So for the audio listeners, I've just bust out one of my. Do you remember I did that mobile Nintendo Switch docked 
set up with a, a screen and the Nintendo yes. Switch dock, and I was running it all yep. off of a, a 45-watt power bank. Well, I can I can charge the laptop off one of these power banks. So, I mean, I, I don't actually know what the actual wattage of the power supply for the laptop is. Um, well, I think it's, what, a 65-watt graphics card that will turbo up to, like, 75. And I think the proc is 45 watts. So I can't run it full ball and charge the battery off of the 100-watt USB-C, but good enough. And I can, I can just, like, you know, pop it on a table and just charge it off of a battery bank. And then yeah. next time I actually need to get some work done, I can, you know get get bits done and and uh, that for me is great that's the, the first so machine i've does, had rocking does it come with a traditional charger as well is it just, yeah it's it, just do, it does come with a proper wall outlet so that i can then run it you know full whack because the, the 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 main power supply has got a, a high enough um output to be able to drive the graphics card full pelt the processor full pelt and still charge the battery because obviously that's the other thing like, that your, your battery is going to take a large chunk of the, the power that comes from the wall when it comes to laptops. Majority of that is usually going to the battery to charge it up mm. or a large chunk of it's going to the battery to charge it up. If you've already drained the battery, that's where a lot of your power is going. Um, it's better quality power from the wall. It's nice. It's like... It's like- it's like mineral water. It's a bit yeah, nice yeah. and a bit more premium. It's it's good stuff and it's reliable. It's it's you know it, it's 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 nice. It's a it's a nice it's a nice little machine. I'm I'm really I'm really psyched to um to use it. It's oh, it's good. it's fallen victim to a few of those little issues that I don't like about modern laptops. So like bits are soldered to the board and and all that. But I'll I'll take it. It's a, an ultra portable. It's plenty powerful enough. And I can charge it over a USB port, so that's what you want for the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I I do like my laptops to at least like you know for me to be able to service the RAM and the battery, get to the fans and all that kind of stuff. But that's just not the way they're building laptops anymore. So unless I want them to be a foot thick and made out of like lead, so you know, um, it's it's yeah, so it's, it's, it's nice, it's nice. Screen's oh, nice. So, what game have you been playing then? I've been playing a classic from the Xbox 360 days. Uh, do you remember a game called Lost Planet? Extreme I Conditions? I, I had Lost Planet. Back in the days when I owned an Xbox 360. The bar of soap. Safely, the, the, the inverted bar of soap. Um, I had Lost Planet for the Xbox 360. And I played it and I really got annoyed with it. Really? So, yeah, no. I got very annoyed with it. I'm sure we've spoken about Lost Planet before, but this is a classic Rand Nerds episode. Oh, this is going back. Bards, I'm sure, spoke about Lost Planet. So that's so, going back. I think he spoke about Lost Planet when you were in your old house. Yeah, that's probably the la- that's when I kind of think about when we last yeah when we last spoke about it, or when I thought I spoke so, about it. So, what was it you didn't like about Lost Planet? I wasn't a great fan of the whole heat mechanic. Okay. Um. Which is basically your health. Yeah. I I did like the fact because there were a couple of times where I was like sort of pushed right to the edge of like killing the end boss. I got the boss killed. I had just enough health left. But the boss had an animation, and, and you died at the uh, doing the animation. And that like at that point they should at that point if you're gonna have an animation like big long animation, even doing a cutscene, 
Mm. Or just temporarily suspend the timer so the player doesn't die while watching an animation they can't skip. Yes. So I that annoyed me. And I just didn't find it particularly... I just got bored fairly quickly with it. I, I found I just it was because trouble is it's say on Arctic planet, so everything's very white and grey. Yes, and I got pretty bored of it pretty quickly because it's like uh, it's just the same old thing again and again and again. Yeah, so pretty much. So it just didn't. It did. I didn't engage with it. Should I? Should, I'll, I'll I'll tell people what Lost Planet is then. So uh, Lost Planet Extreme Conditions is basically. Uh, Humanity does something, travels around, goes to other planets. We're looking for other other planets to to settle on. I guess we must have stuffed Earth up really, really bad. I can't remember exactly what they said happened to it, but we went away to other planets. And we found this nice, really, really cold one that we can't really live on. And we decided this is where we're going to stay. So we start building up colonies and uh, everything's pretty good. We're all, you know, poor and suffering and, and all that. And after some time, the, uh, the, the local life decides to say, hey, mate, fuck you lot, and uh, start trying to nom-nom us. And there's, there's little small ones, there's medium ones, and there's really big fucking ones that will just squish you yeah. flat dead. And they're called- Interestingly, it's the, same, it's the same backstory as Borderlands. Is that that's interesting that, isn't it? And all the rich people fucked off and left all the poor people on the planet. That's Borderlands. Yeah, there you go. And and Border, Borderlands is your bit in an Arctic planet, and then it goes to a hot period, and all the wildlife wakes back up. And then you're like, oh and crap! All, <laughs> and all the rich people fuck off because they're like, nah, mate, <laughs> you lot can deal yeah. with this. So I'm pretty sure though, in Borderlands, the enemies aren't called acrids and aren't giant bug thingies. There are giant bug thingies in Borderlands. There are giant bug thingies, but are they the main things that you have to kill? Or do you have to kill no. pirates too? Uh, no, you have bandits, you have like doggy things, mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. flying things, uh-huh, and you have uh-huh. buggy things. Yep, that, that, so what I'm going to say is I think Lost Planet is, is, is cold, third-person, medium-sized robot Borderlands. Maybe. Sounds about right. So if if yeah, it's, it's like it's like that, and but it's it's a third person shooter where you can run around on foot. You've got a grappling hook, which is cool. I instantly give it bonus points because you have a grappling hook. Um, you know, carry your guns, like pick up a, a set number of guns. You've got subs like grenades and and uh, and all that. Um, as Ram said, you've got a thermal mechanic, a heat mechanic, whereby as long as you kill um, enough enemies, you fill up your thermal energy tanks. And so as long as you have T energy, you don't die. If yeah, it's a health mechanic as well, isn't if, it? Yeah, yeah, if you lose health, your health will regenerate as long as you have T energy, but it will make the T energy bar go down faster and if you even if you have health but run out of tea energy you will die because that's what's stopping you from freezing to death yeah it's um, constantly counting down yes uh the main it's, way it basically to, puts time on the entire game the whole time you're playing you've got a constant timer on it yeah now the main way to get thermal energy is to kill acrid because they're the main source of thermal energy on the planet i believe and um Ah, there's like little checkpoints 
that you can go to. You open them up, they're like little GPS waypoint station -y thingies, and they give you a boost in uh, thermal energy. And they, they have a little beacony thingy that points you in the direction of where you need to go because the maps are all like big and open and don't actually tell you where you need to go kind of thing. You know, it's not particularly clear. And if you're on, if you're on PC and you've got the graphics turned up a bit, I don't remember the Xbox version having hardcore particle physics. But I was rocking around on the PC version with the graphics turned up going, Oh shit, I can't see! There's too much snow! Oh, that's a cliff. Well, there you go. That's me, Dad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's how that goes. There's 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 not just acrid. You've got bandits, pirates, um, and uh, uh, government agencies. Have you had the message yet? Yes, the VSs. Now, the VSs were developed to allow humans to fight acrid because apparently acrids are too tough to fight without medium-sized robot suits, yet I've had very little trouble up to this point taking on giant fucking acrids, unless they kill you in one hit, or um, other giant robot suits with just my machine gun, because reasons. And as long as you've got enough thermal energy, you can take shit tons of damage, and that's gravy. Oh, I will say, actually, if there's one thing that is going to wind you up about that game, enemies tend to stunlock you very easily. So if another, like, VS suit, like the big robot thing comes at you and they start firing rockets or whatever, you can't shoot whilst you're being shot. So, like, that will kind of put you in a stun animation. They will stun lock you and you will get fucked up. Your suits will go down incredibly quickly versus the enemy suits. So, and as I say, with particle effects and that, if they're firing off rockets and smoke bombs and stuff, you can't see a damn thing. They know exactly where you are, but you don't know where they are. It's great. Um, yeah. Various different robot suits, though. You've got heavies that... You can change the weapons on these suits. They, sometimes they don't have weapons on them. Like you might just have a Gatling gun or whatever. You can pick up rocket launches, uh, beam rifles, things like that. Funny enough, you can actually pick up the suit's weapons yourself, but you have to kind of brace them like you're uh, Arnie and Predator, and you can't move whilst firing them. Um, yeah, the game says, like, oh, get in this VS. It's so much faster and so much better. Yet I find them to be such a pain in the ass that I try they to avoid them as so, much yeah. as possible. Um, in fact, in a couple of cases, the last boss I fought, which was like a giant moth-style thing, I found it easier to fight out of the suit because I was a smaller target for it to hit. So I just kind of climbed up to this, uh, up onto this cliff thing, picked up a rocket launcher and just fired at it and just watched it fall to pieces. Um, I also took out this woman in her, in her giant robot suit thing. And the first time I fought her, as, as you said, I, I got quite wound up, actually, because the game just kept stun-locking me and I couldn't, I couldn't see her to hit her. And then uh, it loaded me up, it loaded the checkpoint up, and I, I fought her again the second time and just curb-stomped her. So the, the game's really kind of weird in how it handles you as a player. Like, sometimes the AI is really brutal and cheap, and other times it just goes, oh, look, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, and I'll just kind of walk around and, like, I don't know, occasionally fire a laser at you or something. So mm. it's, 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 um, 
it's a weird one. It's a, a, a neat story, but as Ram says, it's very much kind of borderlandsy. It also reminds me of an anime that I can't remember the name of. It's either Perfect Blue or Blue Gender. One of them is about a pop star that's being stalked, and the other one is about uh, people leave Earth to live on a space colony because we fucked up and there are giant monsters on the planet killing everyone and we're trying to take the planet back. So figure out which one that is and go and watch the one with the giant bugs although they're both they're both they're both pretty uh, pretty pretty interesting um yeah it's not perfect blue that's the um is that the stalky stalky one that's yep. blue blue gender then blue gender um yeah that's a that's a um that's actually an all, that's an all right um it's an all right anime to be fair and it, it does make me think of lost planet quite a bit um it plays really well on pc as well but um, I swear there are some buttons missing when you use the control pad, though. Like if you go, because if you go to the menu layout, so this is from the time. If you remember, we we've we've had this discussion where I've said how there was a time when PC games were shit on control pad, and they just didn't they didn't update the UI to say that you were using no. a pad, but the pad worked. Lost Planet is from that time when they didn't update the user interface, so you'll. Go into the settings and it will say like press E, press blah 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 blah, and it's got like keyboard and keyboard two controls. It's like, but what about the control pad? But when you're in the game, it will say press E or say press X or press B or whatever. It will tell you to press a button, but you can't actually remap them in the uh, main game interface or in the main game settings. It doesn't actually have a control pad option from what I can see. That's quite annoying. Uh, just a little bit just a little bit yeah i find the game quite fun um it's easy it's a lot easier than i remember uh, other than the occasional cheap death from like stun locks and one hit kills from like you'll occasionally come up against a big acrid and it will just like i don't know charge at you and bite you in half like you cannot yeah. win against that the object is just to keep running from it um, so if it kind of charges and you're in its line, you're just you're dead. There's nothing you can do about it. But other than those, I mean, the, I'm steamrolling enemies. I'm just running at them with my machine gun, and my my thermal energy is almost always in the nine thousands. It's always over nine thousand. Um, I'm always carrying a metric ass ton of uh, machine gun ammo, and it's 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 goofy fun. It's not hard, but it's it's kind of fun. Um, but the voice acting's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's early console games for you though isn't it it's all early action console games are all terrible voice acting so I mean Ram could you do me a favour could you have a, do a quick look up of other stuff that came out at around about the same time as yes, Lost Planet because then I've got one complaint about it a serious complaint okay let me find out when it was released 2013 I didn't realise it was that no, sorry, that's Lost Planet 3. 2006. I'll say 2013, I'm sure it was wrong. Um, first, it's Lost Planet Extreme Condition. So, that was released. 2006. It's Okay, um, 
any particular platform or any particular sort of genre you asked me to find uh, no, out no, no, just... no, just... Like, we'll say Xbox, because right. it came out on Xbox. Right. What... Xbox. Let's look at Xbox. So, uh, right. so uh, 25 to Life, Samurai Showdown 5, um, uh, Mark Echoes Getting Up, Content Under Pressure, Sonic Riders, Toka Race Driver 3, Black, Final Fantasy Streetwise, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, Driver Parallel Lines, uh, The Godfather of the Game, uh, Tomb Raider Legend. So, so far we're looking very much B-movie style games at this point. Yeah, Out 1, 2006, Coast to Coast, Windbuck 2, Project Poseidon, uh, X-Men, the official game. Zoo Tycoon 2 African Adventure, The Da Vinci Code. So Him we... and Blood Money. <laughs> Him and Blood Money. There you go. It's a good game from that era. Um, and one street ball, Cars. Should we just say, uh, should we say yeah. this is actually pretty good then, given, <laughs> given the... Or it's pretty standard fare then for the kind of crap that was coming out at the time. Yeah, I don't know why. I was just—I just remember there being other games of the time, like maybe Gears and stuff like that, and Army of Two that were that were a bit that were better. Um, I'm um, across them. Yeah, it's Fort Flat Out Two. See, I—I I did plan on playing the PC version years ago when Lost Planet Two came out, um, and I ended up getting Lost Planet Two. By the time I, I decided I was going to go through it again, um, I got Lost Planet Two. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Lost Planet 3 came out. And I remember Ooh, there being a Just lot Cause. of... Just Cause. That was a good game. Just Cause yeah, and Just Cause out. 2 were great games. Yeah, um, Just Cause came out. But um, yeah, I remember everyone saying how like, Lost Planet 2, at the time it was... Everyone complained about how hard the intro to Lost Planet 2 was. And so I'm, I'm going to go through Lost Planet 1 and then go through Lost Planet 2 because I still haven't played it. After all these years of owning it, I still haven't played it. And then I'm going to go through Lost Planet Three. Cause I, 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 where can it go? I'm, I'm curious. Does it actually continue, or is it a completely separate storyline? But um, I, I, I like it enough to probably to go through it again. But I Gears do have of a. War. Ah, it was about the same time as Gears then. So yeah, yeah. Gears of War. It's got a very Earth Defense Force level of quality to it. Um, if I had to be honest with you, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. So I like Earth Defense Force, but a lot of people say, well, this is a bit wobbly. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's all right. Um, complaints. There are two versions on PC, if I remember correctly. Uh, Lost Planet Extreme Conditions and Lost Planet Extreme Conditions Colonies. Right. And I think Colonies was an expansion to the original Lost Planet. Now, I've never played right. that. I never played it on console. I never played it on PC. But one of them has... Um, one of them has... Uh, is it Games for Windows Live was tacked into it? Um, I, right, here I, you go. Go on. Lost Planet Colonies is the gold edition of Extreme Edition of Xbox 360 and Microsoft Windows. The game includes a new multiplayer maps, a human versus aqua multiplayer mode, and a selection of new multiplayer weapons, characters, and weapons. Colonies also introduced new four, four new single player modes: score attack, 
time trial and trial battle mode, uh, a first person shooter mode, and a limited ammo mode. The game also includes cross platform play between Xbox Live, there you go, and games for Windows Live. Ah, there you go. Uh, the Colony Edition is not compatible with the original Lost Planet, save games or multiplayer games for players. Each release may only play with others with the same release. There you go. So here's here's my thing. The game, the the Colonies one, doesn't seem to work anymore because Games for Windows Live is gone. Yeah. Um, they didn't patch it out. So you can launch the game, but then it just goes black and then disappears. Mm. And I just thought it was funny that the older version, the original PC release, still works. That's true of any game. I mean, look at what I mean. That's true of many games that have when they use third-party stuff like they have their multiplayer component or any sort of like lobby-type system. I mean, look at you know any game that uses like servers. I mean, look at the things like your Steel Battalion series, for example. Yep. Or stuff like I mean, games for Windows Live, but that that killed lots of games. Uh, game Spy. When games. Yeah, I was about to say Game Spy. Did GameSpot was GameSpot used when Red Alert was out? Or am I thinking of something wasn't else? Red Alert, wasn't Red Alert using their? I thought Red Alert used their own thing. Or was GameSpot? I, for... I think GameSpot supported it because there were some games that GameSpot just would work with, and that you games had their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surfaces. Yeah. There were some that only worked through GameSpot. Yeah. Um, I think didn't the original some of the original Rainbow Six is only worth Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when they went down, I, mean, I know there was a um, someone did release some software for free, like open source software. I can't remember what it was called. That basically emulated GameSpy, mm-hmm. so it, the game would think that GameSpy was there, but it was all like sort of hacked in to make it work. I think I can't remember exactly what did it, but yeah, I remember that. I remember that going down. It it makes me sad sometimes. I just like just patch it out, please. Not worth it, is it? It's not, no. it's not worth it. It's just not worth for how much that game probably brings them in of a year. It's not worth sending a dev to go back and fix it. I mean, I'd have thought, wouldn't it been? Wouldn't it be wise if you just had like a build ready where you just like when you make a game, just get it ready to not need that stuff. That's for playing though, and I think a lot. I think there's still an attitude of, well, high going can be playing that in the future. Yeah, exactly. I I do understand it. It's just it seems silly for archival purposes, like because there are still people who are playing Super Nintendo games for fuck's sake. Mm. It's the same argument a lot of people actually have with Nintendo. It's like you've got to let like let people archive this stuff because you're not gonna fucking do it. Oh no, they will, but they'll charge you like more money for it when they re-release it. Maybe. There are many a game that have been lost to time. But yeah, it is it, it's just it just it, it comes down to it's it development costs because who knows what the code is like on that. You've got someone's got to it's not just a case of pick it up, going into it and just change it. You've got to tour yourself through old thirteen year old code and sort of like try and work out what on earth the person who was coding was thinking. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even coding coding styles have changed since then. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, well, and it's not just a case of just... And if, of course, the big issue, the big issue I think which stops it, is testing. Yeah. You basically change it. You've now got to test it to make sure you haven't fucked the whole thing up 
well, why why would you have your cot your QA team on that when they're testing the newest Resident Evil game? As this is a Capcom game, new Resident Evil game. Got to make sure that's sorted out first, yeah. Rather than test play Lost Planet, which is probably like has like sort of like. 20 active users at any one time. I mean, it just it just makes me sad, though, because I think to myself yeah. that there are going to be games that my children are going to want to play. They're like, oh, hey, we played this with, with Dad and our friends. And then they're going to go to play it, and it's not going to work. They're going to own it, but they're not going to be able to play it. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know, just kind of kicks me in the Virginia a little bit there. You know? Yeah. But same MMO games, isn't it? You know, their MMO yeah. games lost the time because... No one had the net code. I mean, it's even worse. Uh, that's one of the reasons why um, a lot of MMOs drive me insane. When they release a new expansion, they lock out. They lock out all the previous content. It's like, don't do it. Let people still play the classic content and instance the new stuff, so that once you beat like the original stuff, let that then unlock the instance to the expanded content. Didn't Destiny now do have to do that recently, where they've released stuff and they've locked out a lot of the old content? Um, they did something like that, so you end up going to the tower, but a lot of the old missions were still available through an NPC. So you could go to an NPC and that would trigger the storyline that would um, run you through the classic campaigns. I don't know if they still do it that way. Um, but... Uh, like, that just annoys me when they lock out content. Because it's, yeah. it's rewarding people who could maybe get in day one and kicking the shit out of new players. Because there are a lot of things that happen in these games that don't make sense if you weren't there back in the early days of the game. Yeah. I think that comes down to a case of perhaps they've released some new weapon or something that makes that old stuff trivially easy. So... Oh no, I, I, underst- I understand that. And rather than rebalance it, or the, the better way to do it would be to do a system whereby when you go into old content, it basically says you can't use XYZ when you go in here. Kind of like how you know? Guild Wars did it. It would level your character down. So if you went yeah, into like yeah. a level 15 area and you were level 50 or whatever, it would automatically drop your stats back down to the max yeah. you could be yeah. at level 15. You, you could do like, let's have a generation system. Okay, so... Every every so often we have a generation. All weapons reduced in this generation. You've got one, two, three. Okay, this area you're now going into, this map is a generation three stuff. So only stuff that's generation one, two, or three will work in it. Yeah. Whereas anything that's generation four or five, basically you'll get replaced with a generic replacement while you're playing yeah. this mission. Yeah. That's one way you could do it. But it, it's a lot. Again, it's just, it's work, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, in the case I'm of sure Destiny... They, I'm, sure, I'm sure they looked at the stats and saw how many people were playing these levels in overall. Mm-hmm. And... Um, See, because I well, went through... I went through Destiny oh, again. I We've just had a message. We've just had a chat message come through, Scars. Okay. Uh, Lost Planet 3 is more akin to Dead Space. It has some neat aspects, but does have the charm of one or two. And that's from Ghost Hand 246. I was going to say, that was, a, a, as far as um, graphics were concerned, that was a lot more polished Lost mm. Planet 3, from what I remember. Like, like it almost seemed like it had more of a budget. They were really going for a, 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 a big push on that one. So it doesn't surprise me that a lot of stuff changed. Um, but I, I haven't played it yet. So I'll, I'll still, I'm still, I've still got to go through one and two again. I remember really enjoying one, um, but so far I'm just steamrolling it. 
as a fucking hilarious. So the game's telling me, oh, dodge out of the way, the big monster. And I just run at it with a machine gun and it dies. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as far as destiny and balance and stuff is concerned, I mean, I understand it, but there are so many games out there that do instancing so well. And in the case of destiny, I mean, I've, I have played, I have played destiny with people uh, probably over the last year or so when they did start to lock off old content or put it through that NPC where um, I rolled a new character and uh, I was rocking through the campaign and then two folks I know came in and used a level boost perk which they obviously they usually use to get new players into the kind of higher end content quickly so they don't have to like gear grind or anything. They used those, came through the scrub beginner content with me, and I was like, oh yeah, here comes one of the bosses. And I was, I remember playing this back when the game came out. Like, oh yeah, this, this, this might take us a little while to do. They both had their, their super move um, or their class special ready, and one of them literally hit it twice and killed it. And I was like, what? This used to be an actual, like a, a, oh my God, things are exploding, get you psyched kind of fight. Now it's just a, a cakewalk, you can just cheese it. But still, I think it's worth having that content there for players to be able to absorb the lore. Yeah. But in a, in a not like I'm just reading about it thing, where they actually experience what happened. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I, I wish more games did it. I, I wish companies cared more about their content. But where the money's at, yeah, it, it it does come down to me to cost and is it worth it? Is it worth spending? Because it's not a five minute job. It no, is, for sure, it is a it is it's probably a few. It's probably at least to do initial work. It's probably gonna be a few days of actually going back through working out how the game did stuff. How it did it, and with that, it's 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 probably it's probably actually quite it's probably one of those things that you think it's going to take a few days, probably take a few weeks. Yeah, sure. To make work, and it's just not that guy who's doing that could be spending a lot of time coding on your next big game release. Yeah. So, well, I think some developers in the past have had like legacy teams, you know, teams developers that are just there to deal with the legacy stuff. Because I know we would scroll, we're discussing. Um, Warcraft 3, and I know yeah. for several years after it came out, they were still doing patches for it. They were still releasing patches for it to like fix bugs and so forth. That so recent patch, some... though, Ram. <laughs> yeah, the recent patch wasn't so it wasn't so popular, but they, um, but yeah, they, uh, but they still obviously had a team there who were just doing legacy work, and that's all they did was obviously just go through old games and fix them, and keep, which is which is neat, but very unusual. Mm. Yeah, for once, Blizzard actually giving a shit. <laughs> well, Warcraft Three was still popular, and I think that's what it's still very, pop- very highly played. A game that's still played an awful lot on their Blizzard.net. Were they still so, playing that in tournaments? Because I know I the StarCraft scene it. just disappeared. Uh, which were we talking about? StarCraft One or Two? two. I think Two still is, is it still going? I think StarCraft Because I thought all the main networks that were kind of broadcasting uh, StarCraft 2 just went and disappeared. I know a lot of the big Korean networks that were doing it just up and disappeared. Because, I mean, StarCraft used to be on Korean TV, didn't it? 
so there is a just tournament. Wh- just want to throw out there. To- Boosting in games like StarCraft and, and, and other uh, competitive uh, esports style titles. If you're caught boosting in those games in Korea, fucking your job's gone. Yeah. So StarCraft 2, uh, there's a tour- there's about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 tournaments due or being done as we sp- or have already been done this year. Wow. Uh, the next tournament is start starting started two days ago. End July the 29th, and it's got a prize fund of $118,000. Thing is, that's quite a small prize pool these days, isn't it? Oh yeah, Starcraft. One point, I'm sure Starcraft is pushing million dollar prize. I mean, that was that was the big game, wasn't it? That was the big esports game. Well, there's one here. Oh no, here are the one that was back in February that had a prize pool of a quarter of a million. Oh wow, okay. Still pretty um, small, though, isn't it? If you look at like the Dotas and and the Fortnites and yeah, and that was won by an Italian team. Oh wow, interesting. I mean, I mean, admittedly, well, I'm the Koreans the on holiday. <laughs> no, there's there's a, there's a there's a lot of South Korean flags on this sheet here. I'm looking at, but there's a there's, there's an Italian team. There's who are you? There's a French team, uh, United States team. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's four StarCraft tournaments in Seoul. Um, oh, this is useful. This is this, the location of this tournament is the world. <laughs> the um, world, I love that. Uh, but there's one. There's one in Europe. Place in in August. Uh, there's been two. There's one already done done in Europe. So there, it still seems to. Oh, it's, I mean, okay, it's point it's heyday as it was, but it still seems pretty a pretty active game series. I'm glad it's still there's you know, still got an audience is still being supported, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going back to uh when was StarCraft two would you say that was its peak? That would have been Oh StarCraft two came out back when we were in college, wasn't it? Yeah, that would be let's see how far back we go. Okay, two thousand eleven, okay. So let's see how many there was two months like a big year. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, about 30 competitions in 2011 damn so so, so but it's, it's down to about half what it was has there ever been a, an e-sport that you've been particularly into because I, I know we we've spoken before about the dota international i um i did actually watch on the dota international i don't know how dota works but i did watch on the dota international sure. but i had a lot of trouble actually getting it to work Getting it to work. Uh, I had a lot of trouble with streams. I had so much trouble getting the stream to what, what stream to say steady. It kept crashing on me. Oh really? Yeah, I had a lot of trouble with that. So um, was it not available to... on like Twitch? Or did you have to do it through the Dota client? I tried it through both Twitch and the Dota clients, and they were both a bit unreliable. Oh, this wow. goes back a lot of years now. Because um, I watched the um, they have a they well, I, I, assume, I assume they don't they still do it. They had like a starter stream. Which All was right. narrated by people who they assumed you didn't really know anything about Dota. So basically, they you watched it and they just basically were like, "Okay, here's why. Okay, he's doing this. Why is he doing that?" Because they sort of like. Can I throw out there? I, I know. I know a lot of people would say that's a lot of fluff to have in a stream, but I love it when when you know like professional players and casters do that. So like, if it was well, a fighting game tournament, I would love to see. 
you know, a kind of uh, a warm-ups kind of thing, kind of like an introductory yeah. to the game before the actual tournament starts. So like just as yeah, players but- are coming out of pools, like say, you know, this is how specials work. This is how meter works. Um, you know, these are footsies. Yeah. So when you hear people spitting out the old terminology, everyone's like, oh, yeah, cool. I know what that is. Yeah. And they Valve can get involved. Valve really into that. Valve are really into that. They really pushed sort of, let's make it easy for people to understand and follow. Yeah. Let's make it um, easy to, you know, let's let's assume people who, they're going to, they appreciate that there'll be a lot of people going to be watching who might come to watch this who don't know yeah. about how Dota works. Well, that's okay. We'll break it down for them and we'll keep them have have a stream and it's not like they that was they stream just for that yeah so like if you're if you're someone who knows well how it works you watch one of the other commentators who'll be using all the terminology and so forth and um so forth but they had this little stream put aside like okay you don't know anything watch this stream these guys will actually explain what's going on yeah which was neat I, I like that kind of stuff. I really, I think that's yeah. probably one of the best ways as well to get new players in. They watch how exciting the game is, and then you've got a specific stream that's saying, "You thought that was cool. This is why this is happening. This is yeah. how this works." And then you're like, "Oh wow, I know that now. I can go in and maybe it doesn't look as daunting when you start to see all the numbers and all the UI elements coming in." And you know, I I I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, um, just, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I still, I kind of like esports, but I'm, I'm, I'm past it. Mm. Um, like I know I could never play at that level. I'm too old for a start. Yeah. Um, a lot of the games that are played, um, as esports aren't really, really all that great to me so like i'm not really into league of legends dota is okay but again like league it's not really something i'm gonna play starcraft i i couldn't keep up with starcraft it just gives me fucking vietnam style flashbacks of red alert um and i mean i've played red alert online when you find a good player expect that match to end in like seconds if you ain't ready you're done um i said i played with a player who was i was sort of semi-taught by a player who was like number one in um, I think Europe for a while um, and yeah he just like oh I see what you're doing there I'm just going to come and just kill you immediately yeah <laughs> bye I mean he did help you say like this is what you need to do here's your build or this is what you should do here's how you should do that and this is your like if you don't build in this order you basically lost the match yeah don't build these they're wasted resources don't build that and that actually put me off it because it's like, well, if it's like this is the only builder to play in, you can't use this stuff because it's just a waste of time. It's a race well, to see who can get to whatever first. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's you've 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 basically solved the game. You found the premier strategy of it, and there's no point really doing radio for it. So as you say, it's just a race at that point. And how's that fun? Sure. So you know. It, it's, it, I feel it's still like fine, clever strategies and so forth, and I believe it still happens. I still, I believe, I remember I went to ask actually about Starkle two, maybe a year or two ago, where someone discovered a new strategy that just dominated. Yeah, and that's like for I see for a game that came out like ten years ago. That's 
well, incredible. They, you'd think you'd think by now the players would have that game sussed. Yeah, well, I mean that. I think something like that happened with Street Fighter Two Turbo, and Street Fighter Two Turbo came out back in the early nineties, and they found that like um, which com- this thing they found completely changed like tier lists, like you know how high a level is this character versus this other character and all that kind of stuff. Um, it completely changed the balance of of the game. In that they found that one of the characters um, sweeps, or there was a move they did. So some characters had invincibility frames on special moves. And there was this one character, I don't remember which one it was, that was kind of lacking in a lot of departments. They always considered them low tier. But then they found this character's sweep would, under certain, if you timed it right, would actually dodge fireballs. So instead of having to jump you could actually safely sweep under a fireball. And like this was something that was only found maybe a few years back that completely blew people's minds. Mm. Um, you know, tier lists always... That's one of the things I do like about fighting games. Tier lists always change. Once people, once people find new... Like this one new thing. Like, oh, that character's really crappy, but maybe their support skill's really good. Or... Maybe they have this one move that someone eventually finds can be linked into a really cool combo. Um, it's it's neat, but then stuff like Red Alert. I mean, it's from the early days, so it is very kind of cookie cutter. As you say, yeah. once you find a path, that's it. It's not like say um, League or Dota, where there's so many characters and so many different potential strats. Yeah. That you know the the, the meta can change from one week to the next. And the other thing is, of course, is that things like Dota and League are still being patched. Yeah, for sure. And they do, and they do adjust, and they will adjust. Okay, and they, I think, it's partly in response to okay, this character is dominating everything, but clearly unbalanced. Will therefore change through their stats, and that just resets everything, and yeah, basically makes old strategies irrelevant. Yeah. So, it's it's that's I mean, obviously, they're what I call living games that the developers are still active with them and still doing stuff yeah. with them as opposed to Red Note, which is a, a dead game now. Sure. Um, I don't know. I'd assume Blizzard is still patching StarCraft given how popular it is. I'm assuming they're still releasing patches for it. Is it still available on the Battle.net launcher? Must be. I would have, I would have thought so. If in fact you can... St- Let's see. StarCraft 2. You must be able to... Uh, official sites on there. Yeah, well, it's 2010 StarCraft 2. Uh, oh, it's free to play. Is it? Play free now. Oh, my. I guess that's just for the base game, and then if you want expansions and things, that's... <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, and I just Yeah, I've just clicked play free now, and I just want to download StarCraft 2, set up the EXE. Wow. There you go. That's just one we should put on games night. <laughs> yeah, random <laughs> StarCraft. Jesus Christ. If you want to start murdering yeah. each other, that's the way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. I want to just absolutely just play really badly against each other. <laughs> What's your APM? Three. <laughs> well, there's, 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 there's three races in it, you know. Wow. Can you have... Um, can you have three-player matches and stuff? I can't I'm remember sure now. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. You can have massive strategy, matches strat- in... Um, strategy games generally... Like, like Dawn of like War sort of and stuff like that. You could have strat- like fucking yeah. full maps. Uh, Storm of War, I think, it was up to eight players. 
Red Alert hat, you could have quite a few. Can it, was that up to like four or so? Four it was or six quite or something a few like players. that? Yeah, I think... I'm sorry, Door Wars definitely... I, I remember playing in like a... I remember me and a friend playing... Because um, Dawn of Wars actually AI, if you put the AI in hard, was actually quite good. Mm. And we played against us um, V4 computers. And the computers weren't allied. We were, but the computers weren't allied. Um, and this orc computer, well, fuck me, man. He just, he just started dominating the entire map. He just, he just saw he, he had such a. He took out to like two of the other AIs, and just like spam had massive bases, and we just couldn't keep up. He, he went so aggressive, Gandhi sports. on your asses, did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> we, we, eventually, my friend got killed, and he's watching me play. It's just me left, and I like, I, 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 I could like sort of muster an attack, destroy his bases, but he was clearly running out of resources to the point he couldn't build things. Very well, but mm-hmm. he but he had enough built that he could weather anything I threw at him. I threw at him, so I could do attack, destroy a few bits. He couldn't really retaliate, but I then had to spend a long time to rebuild my forces and go after him again. Mm-hmm. So it was like I said to my friends, I can probably win this, but this is going to take hours because yeah. I have to gradually, slowly break my way through him. I said this is going to take fucking hours to do this. So I, I don't think I can. I don't think that's going to be particularly enjoyable. Has Ram got the beer. stamina as they're giving him energy drinks and kebabs and? <laughs> yeah, so so we 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 decided to end that one because like, but that was that was insane that the AI just, um, but apparently yeah, the hard AI that was actually pretty darn. Do you think we should play some toughest. strat games? Yeah, I think we should put some strat games on there. I would love to play some Dawn of War again. Sure, they're on yeah, Steam, does. aren't they? Or Dawn three is. Steam, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I like the classic one. Fair enough. I think Dawn, I played. I played the classic uh, in a cyber cafe once. Yeah, I feel I need to. Um, if we do that, there's a mod you can get which basically makes allows you to zoom out more. Right. Because it's really zoomed in. I remember it being quite realize, tight. Yeah, it's very tight. I didn't remember that when I first played it, but it's actually really zoomed in. It almost so, feels tight um, over the shoulder, style. Like you can see the details yeah. on your units as you're moving along. Yeah. So. Um, I would like to. I think there's a mod which basically allows you to zoom out more, Mods. and makes it wide, makes it wide, and makes it ultra wide and widescreen as well. Because by sure. default, it's for free. So um, I think we should do that if we're going to do that, just so we can actually makes it a bit more playable. But yeah, I think we should put some strategies on. There's a bit of a change. Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah. Some friendships broken. Well, <laughs> if, if Starcraft is two is free, you might as well play that. Sure. I haven't installed any launchers on my new laptop yet. (laughs) There you go. You can break it with some Blizzard. I was going to say, I haven't got any space. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What have you been up to, mate? If you haven't been able to play games, what what dodgy stuff have you been doing? Well, I've basically not been able to play any games. So I've just been watching a lot of television or a lot of streaming, a lot of stuff. So I basically took an opportunity to stream a few series that um, have been sort of like my lists of stuff I'll get round to, but I've never sort of got one to plunge. So I'll work my through them. I won't spend a lot of time on each one. So the first one I streamed was Love, Death and Robots, Ugh. which is a anthology series. Yeah. So every episode is different. There's not, they're not linked in any way at all. It's basically a series of short stories. 
Um, what's interesting actually when they did they actually contracted different teams to do each episode yeah so they vary a lot in style between each episode some are animation some are CG um, some are live action and they're all very different very straight they're all very can strange. I just throw I, I just want to quickly sorry I don't mean to interrupt you can go back to your thing was that the one where there's a, a person looking from one apartment into another apartment and then somehow they go and kill each other yes that's one of them yeah okay so I have seen okay. it yeah that's a little ground sort of one. interestingly if you Netflix actually because they're anthology doesn't matter what order you watch them in Netflix have like four different orders of them and you get randomly assigned an order so right. the order that I watch them in is probably not the order that you'll watch them in because they'll be rearranged so there's no correct order um, well I suppose whatever the first one they set up was the correct one but there's no thing they 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 just did it as a randomization just as a trial to see what happened um, I quite enjoy it. I mean, it's obviously it, it varies between what the episodes are. You know, it varies what sort of storylines are they engage or not. I mean, the one you're talking about is like a Groundhog Day type theme, with a bit of a twist in that the people switch places. Yeah, through the through the loop, which I thought was a, a neat concept. I um, well, that's quite neat. They're switching places, but they're in a loop, but they're switching places between each loop. Well, that's quite a neat concept. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, they vary. It's like some sort of, and what I actually quite. I think what's actually quite interesting is how well some of them are able to set up a, uh, basically give you an idea of an entire sort of world in the space of like 15 minutes. Yeah. So you're able to pick up quite a lot of information out of something and get a fairly good idea of how this world is structured. Not for being very overt, like saying, okay, guys, this is the world we're in. This does this, 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 and this. You get it through like just a little character dialogue and so forth. Um, you pick up quite a lot of that just through watching the thing. And I thought that just shows you how actually sometimes really, if you're limited to only 15 minutes to tell a story, how you go about about it is actually quite interesting. It really limits you, but actually means you can make some really tight night stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I actually enjoyed most of them. There's a few which I thought were a bit naff, but I quite enjoyed them. But they vary as well. Some are really serious and dark. Um, some are just comedy. There's one which is called Free Robots, and it's about these free robots who are like on holiday exploring like the leftover remains of a, of humanity who have all been like wiped out. Just don't they don't find like a vending machine and and stuff like that. There's a, one of them kind of describing things or whatever, and yeah, yeah, and getting it wrong. And they find like um one's clearly meant to be like the late latest version of an Xbox. Because hmm. they find like his, they find like the um, I think it's called I think it's called the Xbox, and they find like the Xbox like two, mm-hmm, and he's like mm-hmm. the Xbox two four thousand. Yeah. So it's all sort of like, that's just, so you've got comedy ones like that. You guys, you've got some pretty serious ones. Um, some which are just downright weird and strange. Um, so much. I mean, there's I mean there's some. There's like you know I mean I watched uh, one episode which was, I thought was going to be out for sort of future. Well, it's, it had farmers in it. I thought this would be interesting. Farmers. And then he goes and gets in a giant mecha suit. As you do. Goes and, shoot, and goes and shoots loads of bugs. It's like, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because I, I think just... I remember that one. Because there, there yeah. was like a mechanic in a barn and yeah. they're rocking around doing what it looked like. It looks like a regular farm that turns out like on the boundaries they're getting. They're actually on a, the twist is actually on a planet. Yeah. And they like this like farm is like some sort of like biodome and what they actually fight is the native life of the planet and it's breaking through the, like the biodome and they're sort of shooting it back. Yeah. Um I found them pretty neat. I quite like most of them. I like the fact that 
every episode is different. It's sort of like, how to mind this. But some of the episodes, do you think, what the hell was that about? There's one where this giant, giant washes up on the shore. And it's sort of like done as a monologue through this scientist who sort of like sort of moves on sort of philosophical implication. And they go, they say, they hear these reports of this giant washing up. So they go down there, because they don't believe it. They go down, they find this massive giant who's like, you know, he's like, his like fingers the size of a person. And like everybody's sort of looking over them. And the scientist basically sort of like talks about it. But I like, but what I'm a bit strange about is he doesn't actually do anything mm-hmm. to actually investigate this giant. No one seems particularly bothered by it. Like this huge giant person's washed up. There's no research being done on him. There's no one there thinking, what the fuck is this? It's just like, he's just more like sort of like how the locals like sort of like think it's a bit strange and eventually sort of they get bored and then people like start taking pieces of him and like, um, like he's like, he's like, they start taking limbs off him and sort of like as souvenirs and so forth. But he doesn't actually do any science work at Sarev. He just sort of like models the philosophical point of it all. And it's like, yeah, not a very good scientist, are you? Really? That's sort of like they've, they've, they've. they've they, rather than send the biologist, they've sent the philosopher. Not <laughs> a good plan. You don't do good <laughs> science, son. Yeah. So I found it, and and you can whiz through so quickly because I like. The, I think the longest one's about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and some are short as ten. Wasn't so there one that was whiz- like a combat arena and? Yeah, like a Pokemon style combat arena where. Um, that's one of the ones that I can't decide if that was live action or CG or C was it was it C really either quite good CGI or was it live action with a sort of like a filter to make it look more CG? I couldn't decide if that was what that was. I, I don't was remember enough admittedly, about it to be admittedly, honest. Admittedly, admittedly, I I'm watching this on uh, I was watching on a laptop which isn't got a very good very particularly bright screen, so that that, that didn't help. Um that was quite neat. So some interesting twists and plots, and I, I pretty enjoyed it. It's like, oh, these are quite sort of, I don't mind little weird short stories, and it's a good short story. If you don't really like it, it's okay. In 15 minutes, the next one's on, it's going to be pretty different. So. Yeah, sure. So, I love how they try something different. It's sort of, um... It's quite old it now, isn't it? They, uh, season, uh, the first one was released about two years ago, and season two dropped, I think, a few weeks ago. All right, I don't think so we're. I don't think we're in season two. Then I, I know season that we... two. Now, interestingly, I didn't realize I watched season two first. I didn't realize oh. that because I was what I watched it by. I just went to play it, and I assumed it's going to play from season one. It played from season two. All right. I didn't realize it until I was like getting through it, and I was like, "That's been an awful lot of episodes in this." And I went and looked, like, and I looked, and I was looking through it, thinking, "Oh, season one's quite a few episodes in it." But what's season two gone? I went, "Oh, I've already watched all season two. Because I said it got like eight episodes in it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that was produced over a lot short time. Whereas the original series was produced over a very long time, over like four, three or four years. So it's sort of, um, sort of like I think I think it's sort of like a little, obviously a little ex, sort of like um, passion passion project for some people. They're trying to sort of try to make their own little niche thing, and I found I personally found it quite neat. And it's called Love and Death and Robots because that's the three themes that will reappear. Over the episodes, sometimes very tangibly tied in. But let's face it: if you at any point one of the characters dies, it's technically ticked off the death section of that yeah. of that list. So, but no, I found I found it quite neat. Um, I said I quite like those. I quite like what I thought like that. I found them quite enjoyable. So yeah, I found it quite it's very Twilight Zoney. Yes, it's very much like the Twilight Zone. Um, how each episode was different and so forth. So it actually worked very similar sort of vein to that, but obviously very different um, 
really sort of different. So, yeah, that was neat. Um, I also watched a film called Sputnik, which is um, a Russian sci-fi, which is about this two astronauts. They come back from being up in space, working on a space station. They come back, and before they get back to Earth, they lose contact for 24 hours. Right. They eventually crash down, and they find one is in a bad way, quite sort of near death. The other, though, they find he's got like some alien organism living in him as a parasite. But it, it's it, at first you think it's going to be a case of they come back, he gets back, he seems like there's alien breaks out and then it escapes. And they have to like sort of stand horror fair. It escapes. They have to try and find it and track it down as in like the alien films. That's what you, I was expecting it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. It's not. The alien comes out, but they, they know about it from right from day, pretty much like till day one. They first discover it. They get it contained. It comes out, but it also goes back into him. So, like, sort of like it comes out for like an hour or so, and then goes back in. Okay. So they know about it. So they're trying to explore it, trying to work out what it is, how to separate him and it, see if they can separate and keep him alive, like not kill him yeah. because they've tried it, it hasn't worked out well. Um, at the same time, the alien seems to be sort of like learning, growing, adapting. They've sort of like try and work out what it is. I thought that was actually quite a neat twist in the idea because I thought that's not at all where I was expecting it to go because that's where most people would go with that sort of storyline um, and have to treat it on. And that was quite neat because I there's not I don't have I'm seen to watch a lot of Russian sci-fi. I've watched a few. Mm. Um, this was I thought quite neat. Um, it reminds me a lot of. Um, a really old sci-fi series, British serial sci-fi. I think one of the very first made from like the 1950s, as in like for TV. Sure. Called the Cratermass Experiment, or Cratermass in the Pit, I think it's called. It's the Cratermass Experiment, one of the two. And that's a really, really old sci-fi. And it's neat thing was that it was actually broadcast live. They caught They both, yeah. And they actually did a, few years back, they did an anniversary like recording of it. And they did an anniversary recording live as well. Huh. So the actors in it were all playing basically like a stage play. That's uh, neat. Performing live. It is neat. And because that had, um, and that's interesting because the advertising breaks in it are very deliberately timed because that's the time the actors need to get to the next location. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, because they have to move from location to location. And that's actually a favorite thing about it because they're not just, they were, they were doing some external locations as well. Mm-hmm. So that's actually quite a challenge, you think, to go from an internal live like good enough for TV to an external good enough for TV filming. That's actually quite a challenge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to make because you don't know because you don't know what the weather's going to be like. Especially not here. <laughs> no, so you have no idea what it's going to be like on the night, but you've got no choice. Um, they actually finished ten minutes early. They got through it quicker than they expected, so they finished ten minutes early. Um, and at the end, they all seem to have this massive celebration. It's all like they've like sort of like defeated the evil. No, it wasn't. They basically the actors were like celebrating the fact they finished it and got it done. Like, and yeah, it. Course. <laughs> but then they let they just let the cameras roll, let the cameras rolling. So everybody thought they were, like scratched like scratched themselves the fact that they managed to like defeat the alien, but it's not because they were like we made it. So that's quite neat. You can watch that on um, fire. I might put, I'll put a link to the show notes for that because um that's actually quite neat watching it because we because also if they fuck up. And they do make a couple of blunders, and they have to—they just have to recover from it. That's kind, quite interesting. Um, so that's what's about it. But I liked the fact there was a little bit of a, a twist on an existing idea. Um, and the last one I've been watching—I actually tried to watch it um, last year, 
Um, it's, called, it's called Dark, mm. which is German sci-fi. Um, and I had heard good things about it. I tried to watch it. Now, originally, I, tr- I watched it subtitled, and I found it quite hard to follow. Right. Subtitled. Um, so I watched it again. This time I watched it dubbed. And I found it a bit easier to follow. Um, I feel it's just, I mean, it probably doesn't help. I feel I was trying to sort of watch it. You know, when you watch something, you're sort of trying to do stuff at the same time. It doesn't really work for subtitles. <sighs> and it's a faith. But that's basically about um, this village called Winden, where kids keep disappearing. And they're trying to work out why. And they very quickly learn early on that. Something has happened, and it's created like this freeway um, wormhole through time, split between um, split between nineteen eighty six, right, two thousand nineteen, and nineteen fifty three. Thirty three years apart. Um, so something happened in nineteen eighty six, which basically pushed the wormhole to the to twenty nineteen, and then the wormhole to nineteen fifty three. So it starts off in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Bashful, that's not actually where it start where its story started. It actually started in nineteen eighty six. But obviously it's the usual time wise of people sort of like interacting and there's one guy who sort of figures out and he tries to go back to sort of like nine fifty three and he tries to sort of and tries to change the past and stop everything happening and when it doesn't work he gets very upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um it's very neat. I, I I can't talk too much about it without spoiling a lot of stuff. Sure. Um it's if you like a slow burning, it's quite slow burning sci-fi. If you like that sort of sci-fi, it's worth a shot. If you like a more fast-paced stuff, probably it's all one given miss because it takes a it takes probably about four or five episodes to sort of get going properly. There's right. a lot of scene setting and background setting and so forth to get going. Um, but I don't mind that. I quite sort of like sort of of an evening just sat there have a beer and I'll binge through four or five episodes and work my way into something. I don't mind that. So um, I'm now on season two of it, um, and it's got sort of even more weird because they've now like gone even more to the future. But it's also following the same characters as well. So you mm. sort of learn, they follow sort of like same set of characters. So you'll see like the younger, middle-aged and old version of them. They'll see, you'll see them throughout all the different time zones, and you'll be following this. They're all sort of linking together, so it's like sort of like it's interpersonal stuff in it. So it's, yeah, it's, I, I personally found it quite neat. Um, I quite enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, those are three things I've been watching. Um, I've also got something I'm looking forward to. <gasps> I know. It's more segment back! Weird news will be back segment. next time! <laughs> <laughs> no, weird news will not be coming back. So I, I, I buried, I shot it and buried it like an old dog. And that's um, how we won one of our grave digging trophies. <laughs> indeed it was. It wasn't Bard, it wasn't Middlemeister, it was weird news. Um, so <sighs> I'm going... Warhammer. Yes. You know how I love to love Warhammer. Um, they are launching a um, new service, a subscription service called Warhammer Plus, which I was like, oh, that sounds a bit... I thought, oh, here we are. I'll try and make some more money out of us. So I thought, I'll have a look at it. Um, but in fact, it's a fairly generous subscription. So for an entire year, it's 50 quid, or you pay £5 a month, which is not horrendously expensive. For, that for Warhammer, that sounds fair. Yeah. But you get, when you subscribe, if you subscribe for the year, you get given a model every year that's worth at least £25. So you're right. actually so you get a model for free every year for, if you subscribe to the subscription. So you pay 50 quid for the year, and then you get a model worth £25. So 
really, they've only, you've only cost really you get you've paid twenty five pounds for the year. Yeah, That's sure. Not too bad. Uh, you then going to gain access to because Warhammer has they've gone big into animations. Um, they're doing a hell of a lot of damage. Do you remember I sent you that uh, Astartes film a little while back? Yes. Back they've hired him to make an animation for them. Oh, neat. Yeah. Uh, and they've got, well, there's like something, I think they've got like something like 12 new series coming out. It's good that that guy's effort's been rewarded. Yeah, they've, um, yeah, he's making Astartes too. Um, now, being, Warhammer has an animation in the past and it's never gone well. So I am quite prepared for all the animation to be shit. Okay, I'm prepared for that. But the fact is, for tw- for twenty five effectively twenty five quid, I'm not too worried. You know, if I oh, there might be some good. They, they can't make a, fuck every single one up. Um, the trailers look somewhat quite interesting. Actually, there's something in the trailer that's quite interesting. There's one trailer they did release which is really badly edited. Um, where they saw sort of like sort of like give like little teases of all the different series. And it's very badly edited. Um. I'll I'll link you that there, and you'll see exactly what I mean when you watch it. Um, there'll be like weekly live streams. Um, they're going to there are those things. There's actually a, um, apps for making your armies and stuff, and like sort of having rule books and stuff to your hand called the Warhammer Four K Warhammer Age of Sigma app. Normally, you pay one ninety nine subscription for those. If you've got Warhammer Plus, you get that for free. So that's another thing you're getting for free as part of subscription. You get premium access to all their official events. So if you go to any official events, you'll get access to it. All their old, they're going to start digitizing all their old um, white dwarf issues, which they're like hobby magazine. They're going to start digitizing them all. Yeah. So you have to go back and find out all the old articles and stuff, which is. I sure that's neat. neat that they've got that archived. That's cool. Yeah, they're going to start archiving. I think they've got to work their way through an archive. All that's neat. Um, Exclusive sub offers, and there will also be you can buy if you'll get an exclusive sub image which you can purchase in addition to the one you get for free. I think for 50 quid for a year, that's a fucking bargain, yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, and so I'm very much looking forward to that. That starts that launches in August, all right. So, um, I'm going to um, be taking, I will definitely be sort of signing up to that, um, in August because frankly, I, I for that sort of price. I ain't too bothered. I'm quite happy for it to... Um, um, I, I think just the fact that you get a model is actually makes it worth it. I was going to say, that's, a, that's, a, that's one Mickey's meal. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's, it's, good, it's a big takeaway, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I'll be signed to that. So, that's my thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'll put links to all this in the show notes as well so that any other Warhammer players out there can join in on that as well. Sounds like a plan, man. Marvellous. So that is literally everything from me. And I've um, got nothing else. Oh, oh have you? He's got oh, more! Has I was going to say, guys may have noticed we're not doing a 24-hour live stream at the moment. No, um, we're not. We we decided to postpone it because of hardware issues. Yeah, because we we so, have we mentioned earlier that my poor PC is dude. Yeah. So Stupid we're, we're chip shortage. <laughs> yeah. We're hoping to do it later in the year. Yep. Um, but it will depend on when the people, the nice, nice children, start making graphics cards again. If if we can get the nice little Asian children to to just just look, guys, just one nice graphics card, just wing it my way. Happy, happy, joy, joys. If not, do me a whole PC. <laughs> but I won't be that greedy. Uh, as soon as I can get my rig up and running again, then. Um, 
We'll do the we'll do the 24 hours. If not, I will try and find a way to run the whole thing off my laptop, but we might be asking a little much. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So <laughs> look as it catches cool. fire as I sat on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Poor laptop. Poor laptop. Poor laptop. Right, well there we go. That's everything for me. Then so um just saw talk to you everything. So you can join us for our next episode on the seventeenth of July. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in two weeks' time, at half past nine GMT plus one, you can join us for Games Night, which is on Tuesday at half past eight on Twitch.tv slash Rare Nerds. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You can also follow our individual. Um, no, that's not on Twitch.tv Rare Nerds. The podcast is on Twitch.tv at Rare Nerds. Games, Games Night, Night is on our individual Twitch channels, which is which is yours is SK Four ZZI Zero US over at Twitch.tv Scazius but because I'm a and dick and I spell it weird. <laughs> yep. And I'm crucial.tv slash the Suffolk Ram. No weird spelling. Yeah. Um, you that, weirdo. Um, so <laughs> you can also check us out on our website, randers.co.uk, um, and you can, um, if not, we'll join you again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So thank you much for joining us, and uh, hope we'll see you again soon. Assuming we haven't killed each other by playing random RTSs. Indeed. I apologise in advance. I'm sorry, Rem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm shit at RTSs, so I'm gonna hover, I'm, I'm gonna hire a little Korean like school kid to play for me. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. So I'll be Shall we like, all just do that? Shall we all just do that? We all just hire Korean kids to play for. It's <laughs> starting to sound like the Overwatch League. Like you got like was it London Spitfire and they're all Korean kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just like say, "Hello, I'm the Suffolk Ram, and here's my." Here's my substitute. Um, I can't think of a Korean name. No, no, you don't even you don't even do that. You just you just say it's you, and we'll just dress him up in like some farmer gear and <laughs> and all that. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you for everybody, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.